0: so i would say really like your homework is key when you're starting an instagram you can't just put something out into the universe and then six weeks later do another thing you're not going to see consistent eyeballs consistent growth on that
1: hey what's up guys this is jordan anderson and welcome to the jordan p. anderson podcast on this episode we have evie needs to eat now evie is an instagram food blogger influencer all all things above. Uh, she is in the Boston area. I found her profile just because of the amazing food photos she was able to capture and kind of the moments and, the, and, the, and just the story she's able to tell with all the food. So what she started this as a part-time thing or just kind of on a whim, turned into a just a full-on passion and, and almost a full-time job. This is a great conversation, a lot of great takeaways if you're trying to get into social media or if you're trying to start an Instagram account yourself, or if you're even looking into the food blogging space yourself. Uh, maybe you want to start an or maybe you want to become an influencer. We get some really great practical tips on how to do that. So let's jump into the episode right now. I present to you, Evie Needs to Eat. Okay, Evie, so thanks for being on the podcast. If you want to give sort of the audience like a quick five-minute intro to who you are, what you're about, what you've been up to.
0: Five-minute intro, my goodness. Well, I guess I run my a food Instagram called Evie Needs to Eat, which I started about uh, two and a half years ago after I s- spent a semester studying in London. So basically, it's kind of a funny story. I was talking to my friend about it earlier, trying to get the pieces together. But basically, um, the summer before, we both studied in London. Her internship was with a big PR company in boston and basically all she did all day long was reach out to in influencers um, and ask them to join in collaborations with um, different companies that that big pr company represented and that sort of set off a little light bulb in my head and i was like wow like if these people can do these make these pages and express themselves creatively like why why can't i sort of try that so while we were in london again she was working for more of a pr company and i was working in parliament and we both would have mondays off so on mondays we would go around the city and try different brunch places um and it's like that's a obviously the most ideal day to brunch because no one, uh you could get into the trendiest places um without waiting in line because everyone was supposed to be at work while we were going around on Mondays eating at these brunch places. So um every brunch we would I would sort of bring this up again because it just blew my mind that she would um she had been doing that all summer and that was sort of like a real job or in a real way to you know, use Instagram. So every time I'd be like, do you think I could do that? Do you think, like, I could um, start my own thing? And she'd be like, no, that, like, that it would be dumb. Like, don't do it. I'd be like, you're right. Like, that's a bad idea. But, like, keep asking questions about it. So fast forward to uh, January when we got back. I was sort of going through all my photos from our trip. And they sort of had encouraged us to keep a diary So I'm going through my diary and the photos, and basically every single entry was, like, September 4th, uh, full English from, like, the restaurant Granger & Co. And then, like, it would just have breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day. Like, I had inadvertently sort of backlogged six months of food Instagram content um, and very meticulously organized it without me sort of putting the two pieces together sort of just exploring that and then also set like exploring that idea with her and then also sort of inadvertently collecting all this content so I was like you know what I'm gonna do it let me just start putting stuff out there and see what happens so that was that's the beginning of how I got here and that was about two and a half years ago
1: so were you nervous with that first post was it like I mean, creating the account and then you you were determined or was this sort of like a whim or just like...
0: Definitely a whim. So I had the account beforehand and I had just used it to... I have like a couple Instagrams accounts where I just sort of use it to follow different types of things that I I like seeing content of. So that account, I just had like random letters and numbers and i was following like hundreds of restaurants that i liked and have hundreds of like instagram food instagram pages that i really enjoyed so i was like you know what i'm gonna just grit my teeth and do it, it was my it was my 21st birthday and i was like let me just post three photos out into the universe and see what happens and that's how it started
1: Nice. And had you had any experience with content creation or photography? I mean, d- during that time in London, did you have a professional camera or was it just all all iPhone photos or?
0: All terrible iPhone photos. Um, no real experience in in my high school. I was lucky enough to try. Um, the, our art classes were more like funky. So I did a lot of digital production art classes when I was in high school. But other than that, no, no prior experience at all.
1: With the account, you just kind of kept at it. And then when did you really kind of start to see some actual traction? Like when did it, when did it become just sort of like a whim and start to turn into like, wait a minute, like this is actually kind of serious. Like I could, I could actually, I could actually do this a <laughs> lot.
0: Yeah. Um, so I was pretty slow in the beginning, like the first couple months, but I think the big turning point was when I got like a first invitation to go to a media event. So that was about um, it was pretty quick at actually like three, three or four months after I initially started the account, I got an invitation to try uh, go to a restaurant opening in Boston. And I was so nervous. I think about that a lot sometimes, like when I'm now that I'm going to more events and I think about that first event where I was so nervous, sort of it gradually grew like me trying trial and error. And then when I first got that first invitation, that's what really kicked it into high gear for me.
1: What does a press event usually look like for, was it a restaurant or a food event?
0: Um, There's a couple types of events. But the first thing that I went to, they call them media dinners or media meals where basically you can come in with um the influencer me i guess comes in with um a plus 1 or 2 and tries the new new whatever menu like whatever the restaurant wants to highlight that will be what you're sort of focusing on so like you could for that type of event i just Did one last night. So you go into the restaurant, you sort of capture the essence that you can, and then you go through the menu, trying all the things that you would want to highlight. And then also, like right now, um, everyone's rolling out their summer menu. So I'm trying a lot of watermelon feta salads, you know, like that kind of thing.
1: Mm -hmm. So, okay. So they have media days, like the same way, like Apple iPhone has a media day where they unveil the new technology Restaurants have that same type of event?
0: Yes, exactly. Um, That is fun, too. Those events that you're sort of talking about, they'll have a lot of um, influencers and Instagram pages from the area come in. And they'll lay out all their new dishes for us to try and review and give feedback on
1: so you got, you' probably run into a lot of the same yes influencers in like in d c or d c or Philadelphia or Boston food magazine folks all the time
0: yeah, so um I went to school in Philly, which is why the account is sort of split, and um, the food scene in Philly is um, a little bit bigger actually I would say than the food scene in Boston, so i'd run into um a different group uh, sort of every time I was at a different event but now that I'm back in Boston there's probably like 8 to 15 accounts that dominate the food space so I s- tend to see those people over and over again
1: uh, are they for the media events do they ask you to do anything specifically I guess like the same way a brand deal, like we we need you to make five Instagram stories and we need you to make one Instagram post. Do they have any kind of requirements to that or is it just kind of show up, write whatever content you want and just, you know, make us public as as much as possible?
0: So, I mean, there's definitely coded language, you know, when you'll get these invitations. And it also depends, like, say you're invited to a bigger chain restaurant versus like a smaller mom and pop where – they're, they're running their Instagram yourself, the sell, their themselves and you're talking to that person versus like talking to the PR person of those restaurants. Mm. So, but yeah, there's, there's not a huge outline of expectations. Usually it's all sort of like inferred.
1: Can you talk about, I guess we'll, we'll back up a little bit and talk about the food blogging space and what in the differences between a food blogger and a food Instagram influencer? Like what are your What do you consider definitions of those? What do you see as the distinctions? And even like what are – you could even go into like what are the misconceptions that the public has about these types of, of people?
0: Sure. I think food blogging versus food Instagramming can be pretty nebulous. Like the lines are blurred between the two. I like to be more descriptive usually. Like I like to walk the fine line between like a fun caption and actually telling you what I liked or disliked at a restaurant. So I think food Instagramming is very very visual, obviously. So it's a lot about just like making food look beautiful, um, making the atmosphere at a restaurant somewhere you want to go to, and then food blogging is more long form. Um, talking about like what you'd actually enjoy at a restaurant, like is it worth going to, et cetera.
1: And then what what would be the misconceptions that people have about food blogging? Do they think you just, that you're just getting the red carpet treatment or they they think you're just like, you're that you know, egotistical person with standing over the table with your iPhone trying to get the best light on your your plate?
0: I mean, sometimes I am that person. I'm not sure what misconceptions I had, but before starting this, I thought it would be pretty easy. I thought you could just sort of go in and like hold your iPhone up. You know, like I think a lot of people say like, oh, anyone could do this. Um, Like, it would be so easy, blah, blah, blah. And to a certain extent, it definitely is. And I always, when someone asks me about it, I'm like, it's great. It's so much fun. You should definitely try it. But it does take a lot of work to get, like, a post that you're happy about. So, like, when I go into places, I do, like, preview the menu beforehand to make sure that I know sort of the lay of the land. And then also you want to make sure that you're trying things that you both know that you'll enjoy but also will, like, look good on camera. So I think that it does take a lot more thought and precision than just, you know, whipping out your phone and standing up on a chair and getting an aerial shot.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think, like, what, what is the restaurant experience? Do they – when you first started out, restaurants had no idea who you were. You're just, like, you're this girl who just walks in, she orders food. And okay, she's taking pictures, but is there now a level of recognition, or do you see that with other even larger food bloggers, like they, they? It's almost like a like a food reviewer of 20 years ago. Like, oh, they're coming today. Oh, we better make sure everything is ship shape. Do Do you find that restaurants are changing the way they interact with food bloggers?
0: I think it's. I've definitely seen a a balance of both. I think like when you have hired outside PR people to have to expressly find these food influencers to um, come in and try it, then yes, there's definitely a certain level of here, have the table by the window so you can have the best light. Like the manager will be waiting on you instead of a waiter, that kind of thing. But then there's also still restaurants out there who are like, who are you? How can you help me? Like, what is the benefit of this? That kind of thing. So I will say that I, I like to describe it as like influencing an Instagram blogging is the new sort of Yelp. Like you tend to trust. I say trust me or trust other people in in this space to give you good recommendations. So instead of looking up a restaurant that you want to try on Yelp or just Googling it, you go to their Instagram location or you go to their tagged photos and you're like, Oh, like this is, this is the kind of food. Like I want to see this is kind of atmosphere that I want to like achieve at this, um, at this meal. I am going to go to that place as opposed to just, you know, reading about them online. So I think that's the benefit.
1: You're in the restaurant you're about to take the photo or you order the food. Like, do you have any photography tips? Or like, I've, wh- what have you found over the years to be like, what's the best photography tip to make the food look the best? Because it's not, you know, like, is there, a, is there a way you hold the burger? Is there a way that you can stack up the waffles to make it look the most appetizing? What, what are some tricks that you have for us?
0: Tell me if this is silly, but I call it stomach's eye. That's my patent pending photography technique is stomach's eye is basically shooting the food from the angle of your stomach, if that makes sense. I like to go in pretty hungry and I like to, you know, uh, make it so that I'm like impatient with myself to get the shot. So I'm like, oh, I really want to eat this. Like, it looks amazing. Let me shoot this as quickly as possible so that I can dig in, you know, so that the combination of sort of that adrenaline of being excited to try the dish in front of you and then sort of shooting it the way that you like essentially from the point of view of if you were sitting at that table yourself and looking down at that plate. So that's what I like to capture is sort of like the excitement of seeing the dish for the first time and just the hunger that I'm personally feeling.
1: Lighting wise, you just like best sunlight or? Oh, I
0: mean, I'm definitely always trying to get some natural light on that's the most ideal. I, I've de- I'm not a trained photographer, but I, a lot of trial and error has led me to, um, you know, the classic like two iPhones to light it thing or, you know, like when you're in a darker restaurant. But basically, I like to schedule my uh, l- like meals whenever I'm trying somewhere new to, you know, I'll go into dinner at like five o'clock so that I can get the natural light. Um, mm. Basically, just to get around the fact that I am not a professional photographer, I'm just always on the hunt for natural light, um, just clearly focusing the photos and getting as close to it as possible.
1: Let's shift to maybe your marketing strategy a bit. Like, how do you ba- so you have a you have the Instagram and, and you also have your website, right? how do how do you balance those or how do what do you kind of prioritize or what do you see as the strategy for both of those platforms
0: when i ask other people for advice other people in the space they're always just talking about like consistently pushing content so like your your followers trust you to give recommendations and trust you like at a certain time of day to be um putting that stuff out so I am always just trying to strive for more consistently like I try to post every day and I try to um blog every day or not every day oh my gosh every week so I'm trying to always keep consistent so that people know what to expect from me and that keeps people coming back
1: it's like your blog page like that's your domain and you want people to find you on Instagram and go to your website or do you see those as just like two separate entities that can just kind of freely live independently?
0: I try to connect them but definitely I have more eyeballs usually on my Instagram and then I drive them to my website. I like the website because I enjoy you know writing longer for more detailed explanations of food that I've chosen or like doing... I dabble in baking and I also dabble in longer form like videos so I, I push people the really passionate people can go check out my website for more information
1: First time blogger day one they get inspired by your page okay she's just taking pictures of waffles and and omelets I can do that I can go out like what is <laughs> what are the steps for a day one Instagram food blogger and what kind of end? what's the day one what's the week one what's the first month plan for them what would you what would you kind of prescribe to them
0: i would say that that day one when you first hit publish on something that should not be day one that should be like week 10 minimum of you revving up to starting up like putting something out there publicly that's what has worked for me i um definitely like i said earlier like inadvertently backlogged a huge amount of content for Instagram. And so when I was moving towards launching my website, I intentionally started backlogging a lot of um, articles just because, you know, this is my side hustle. So I have to consider like my life outside of this. So I wanted to have, you know, 10, 12 weeks worth of articles and content and updating Mm. before I started it. So I would say really like, your homework is key. When you're starting an Instagram, you can't just put something out into the universe. And then six weeks later, do another thing. You're not going to see consistent eyeballs, consistent growth on that. You're just sort of going to be shouting into a void, you know? So I think I, my best advice and the advice like that I give out when people ask me about this is that if you're going to start something, make sure that you have a lot of homework behind you just because like life is going to get in the way like thing how you think things are going to go or is going to evolve and change so you want to have a lot of stockpiled content before you start putting stuff out there
1: yeah 10 weeks that is a really long time that's like i would think uh, just like gut would say like okay maybe have three weeks of content backed up or two weeks of content but when you say 10 weeks that makes it that actually makes a lot of sense cuz yeah cuz you're right cuz it if you mess up for 2 weeks you're still good cuz you got 8 weeks of content you can you can kind of backfill catch yourself back up
0: right right definitely and life is busy for sure and like that might sound like a huge daunting number but you'd be so happy to have that um you know 10 articles and 10 like a hundred photos out there because you want to, especially in the beginning, you want to start spamming and putting your message out there, whatever you're trying to um, put out there. You want to start posting like three times a day, you know, Mm -hmm. until you start to like see that following and then you can like scale back. But I would definitely say over prepare because that's the best way to start having people see what you're doing
1: well it definitely takes a an amount of commitment too because if you can't do this for 10 weeks then you're definitely not going to be able to do this for a year and this is 10 weeks in the dark private like no one has even seen this content so you got it like there's gonna. so wow okay on the way to learn how did you learn that how did you learn 10 weeks what are some of the early mistakes you made when making your channel when like how did you what were some small mistakes in the if you have even some big mistakes that you want to talk about
0: It was definitely a huge amount of trial and error. Huge, huge, huge. Because like I said, I inadvertently stockpiled all this stuff. But then I was like, how do I reach the audience that I'm trying to reach? Let me just start putting stuff out there and see how people respond. So I would say in the beginning, I would sort of just post, push it out there, like limited caption, limited hashtags, limited whatever, and just like put it out there, close the app and then go about my day. And I wasn't really seeing the response I wanted to, to see. So I sort of started trying new things. So like at one point I heard this advice like, oh, you tag as many people as you can in a photo. And I'm like, okay, great, let me try that. And that sort of worked, that sort of got me like more eyeballs, that kind of thing. And then I was like, let me try and figure out all the like I'm following all these blogs that I admire let me sort of sort them by location by interest like that kind of thing and so when I you know put up a a waffle from Philadelphia let me tag all the biggest waffle like waffle specific pages which there are and all the big Philly bloggers and that sort of started a snowball like that was where I was starting to see more of an impact because like say you get the goal is to get you know reblogged by a bigger page but then also just have feedback from those like more seasoned people and then also like fingers crops overlap with that audience starts to give you more of a, a following so that's sort of like it's just really trying things and finding your niche and finding that little hole where you fit in um like whatever city you're in or like whatever market you're trying to be in. That's sort of what I would recommend.
1: And what about collaboration? Do you like to work solo? Is it best to work solo with your own account or is it reaching out to other uh, food influencers in your area?
0: Oh, I've had a huge amount of help from people like who specifically support me behind the scenes. Like my brother is studying film. So he helps me sort of, he actually has a nice camera and he'll show me how to do stuff and like edit together my longer film, um, form stuff to, um, I like acquired an intern just to help me like deal with the sheer amount of like, I like to respond to all my comments because I really enjoy like feedback and that what helps me like grow. So like, I need someone to help me like see those trends and then also, um, she does like a lot of my blog editing because I have such bad um, grammar and spell check. Like I need another eyeball and like everything I put out, whether it just be like a one um, sentence caption or a longer form stuff. But then also like collaboration in this is huge, you know, so making friends <laughs> being a social butter at fly at these media events and making friends is really beneficial to both of us be, uh, both types of accounts just because <sighs> let me explain this better i i feel no, like i no
1: no you're doing great it's like so is with collaboration well like because some people would think like oh you want to be competitive like you want to be the best the best boston food blogger like it, where where does collaboration fall versus co- competition or
0: this is what i want this is what i need to explain because we talk about this a lot at media events is that there's you know one follower isn't going to just be you know loyal to one person they're going to want like multiple opinions they like you're you're not just following one food instagram account you're going to be wanting to follow five and 10 you know just so you can get a full picture of the food scene that you're in so it's definitely like not a competition between the people that are in the same like either geographic space or like food space that you're in. It's definitely more of a collaboration. Like I want when restaurants ask me, I'm always definitely happy to give them the names of other people. And I hope that they do the same because I'm always learning. I'm like, Oh, cool. Like I, I haven't heard of this spot. Like, let me go there and try it or like, or even like the photography technique or just like, silly like oh like that looks so pretty on their food um store like I love how they use like that font like I'm always learning it's definitely I'm being pushed to be better so maybe that's a competitive spirit but it's mostly like always collaborative like I want to learn from people and I'm always talking and like and trying to evolve. So I wouldn't say like I <laughs> i mean, competition it's always a, sort of about like learning from them and like wow like they are doing something so great like i'm going to try to emulate that on my page
1: i mean the, uh, you would figure they would wouldn't give you like the inside scoop of things if they knew something uh, some new restaurant hot restaurant that no one else knows about they would help help you out
0: or even like this is tell me tell, stop me if this is a dumb story but um back in November, I was going to a lot of like Thanksgiving, like they were calling them Friendsgiving media events. So I was, I was on the smaller end of the bigger Boston blogs and, um, I was going and we were sitting down around at an event an event. We were talking about like the restaurants that we had gone to that week. And I had just worked with, um, a huge restaurant chain in the Boston area. I know it's elsewhere, but uh, I and I was so excited because they had let me bring one person, like one extra person. So I had I brought my parents because this was the restaurant that they went on their first date to. So I went um and I had been I was like so happy with that collaboration. And I was talking to um another foodie and she was like, Yeah, I had a great time there. Like they paid me X amount of dollars. And I was shocked because like this person has maybe, like, had had maybe, like, 4,000 more followers than me, and she had been smart enough to negotiate, whereas I was, like, just happy to, you know, have the free food. So that really opened my eyes to, like, negotiation and, like, or just the value of, like, the skill and time that I'm bringing to, like, the food space, like, how much restaurants need. So that's, I'm always, always, always learning from, other bloggers because
1: yeah and that's such an important thing to think about cuz I, I think everyone just does it for fun or at the beginning it starts out fun and then there's always the you know even with marketing like say like a small company that has a marketing department and they want to you know oh here influencers are big we should get into influencers how much do influencers cost how like how would you now that you you had that little moment how did you go about learning your value or learning how much you should charge for your time? And, and like people I've heard, I've heard things from like, you know, you charge a hundred dollars per thousand followers or like all, all sorts of crazy formulas you find on all these social media websites. How did you go about kind of figuring out your value based on uh, how the market sees you?
0: I really was asking other influencers because That was the only, uh, like I I said, I have no real experience in marketing. Like I've dabbled definitely in communications, but um, no experience in marketing, no experience in business. And so I was really, again, trial and error. So I was listening and always asking bigger blogs, like, what do you do? Like, how do you figure it out? All of that kind of stuff. And it sort of comes down to not being afraid to ask what you want. Like you, especially when you're approached by like huge, huge companies who have um, when when they have in-house PR is when you know that they have the budget to um, pay you what you want. So I I usually try to come up with a number that reflects like how much time I'm gonna have to spend on it. So like a lot of times going into the restaurant and then like editing the photo, editing the copy. Um, that's going to take time. So I try to add that up and like come up with a number that I think is fair and then send that out to them and not be afraid to negotiate. That's what's been the hardest thing for me is like, I I can't be scared to turn down people who are trying to, you know, just use me to for free, you know?
1: Have you had those moments where you're like, I can't believe they said yes to this.
0: Yes. I've definitely had those in two different types of ways. So my first time like implementing the advice that I had gotten from other bloggers, I like, kind of lowballed myself and they responded within three minutes. They were like, "Great, sounds good Like here's a contract and I was like, "Oh no, that totally means that
1: you're, you're under budget
0: Wow, like I can't believe that this hobby is paying my student loans, you know
1: I think that when those moments happen, you're like okay this is this is legit. this is a real thing i'm like I'm not just on my iPhone, just, you know, messing around. This is this, this is serious.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this is serious.
1: Cool. Um, this has been great. Uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about or think something that we didn't exactly touch on that you may want to share?
0: I would just say start now. If you're thinking about it, start now, you know? Like, that's my biggest thing is, like, I wish I had gotten I, – I spent sort of six to eight months – Mulling over the idea in the back of my head, being like, "No, that would be silly. Like, why would you do that when you're focusing, you know, on other things?" And I wish I could get those six months back, pushing it out and like learning my the skill I have sort of am cultivating. Like, just start now. If you're thinking about it, put it out there. You know.
1: Well, Evie, thank you very much for being on the podcast. This has been like super helpful. A lot of great tips. A lot of actionable like things you can actually do tomorrow. Uh, or today, if you're uh, if you're in the food space or looking to get into the influencing space, so thanks for talking with me. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh yeah, and um, tell the listeners that they I always respond to my DMs. I get a lot of questions in my DMs or just like email to me, and I always try to answer them because, like I said, like the more people that are in this space and like are do are hustling and uh, legitimizes me, you know. Like, because Mm -hmm. the more people who know about this and who are out there doing it makes it so that, like, what I'm doing isn't silly, isn't just tapping around on your iPhone. It's something that, like, is of value. So get into it. Start it. I will answer your questions. I'm happy to do it.
1: Awesome. And Evie, where can we find you? Like, any any special events you got coming up? Like, websites, Instagram handles, all that. What do you have? Oh,
0: yeah. My website and Instagram handle are the same. So it's just... E-V-I-E needs to eat uh, at dot com just type that in hopefully it'll pop up
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so please follow me join me it'll be fun
1: so thanks for listening to that episode guys that was Evie needs to eat be sure to check out her work check out her blog check out her Instagram it's Evie needs to eat dot com or at Evie needs to eat and I'll put all this information in the show notes go to Jordan P. dot com slash blog All that said, thanks for listening.